Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Can I go a little side note here? You ever notice there's certain types of shirts that make you stink? Do you guys have this? I don't know if it's like the synthetic fabrics or... Like, I I, I showered today. I walked out of the house. I'm like, hmm, I smell nice. I feel nice. I look good. Thought about shaving. Son told me to shave. Didn't shave. Smelled good. But for whatever reason, kind of stink. Kind of smell. Did you notice the music or no? Not, not, I mean, did you? you I can, can honestly say no. Okay. There I mean, are there were times in the past where you'd go hit a little hot yoga. Yeah. And then come over. Yeah. And yeah, you'd you'd have a you'd have, you'd have a scent. You'd yeah. have a particular scent. Got and it. I can say that that has not happened today. Okay. I appreciate the honesty. I really, really do. Um I I don't I don't know what to say uh, other than yeah, my bad. Uh in the past. But here uh, 
Well, I don't think that would, that would come as some type of surprise. No, like, no, no, no. It's not like you're walking in a sport coat with your hair combed and you're like, oh, wow, I smell today. It's like, no, I literally just did hot yoga. That is one know? of the things, though, that that's really interesting about like stank guy. And this is from playing overseas. It's like there are guys that when you go and travel that they don't do the deodorant stuff and they'll 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 look like they'll they'll have their hair is nice and their clothes are nice, whatever. And then you get out close to me. Like, oh, God, what what's up, dude? What? is going on i would say you do look clean when i walked in this morning i saw you i said you looked very clean look today clean. yes yeah uh, thank you john you're welcome <laughs> to your uh don't really know where to go with that one to your point Doug, <laughs> i had a roommate in college who was f- from a foreign country uh, and what country uh well I'm not gonna say because I don't want to generalize but he was it from a mean, foreign country it doesn't mean that everybody in that country okay. has he was BO. from New Zealand um, I mean definitely I never would have thought like in the BO countries New Zealand is not in the top ten BO countries yeah, he he used to have a scent and then we would talk to him about it and and come to find out it was because the way he grew up it was shower meant you literally got in the shower and like rinsed off your body there was no soap action. And we were like, yeah, dude, you gotta, you may wanna. So, so who, how many roommates were there? Uh, wow, there was five of us. There was Jimmy, there was Schnooky. Schnooky? <laughs> I don't know. There was uh, yeah. Smitty. There, there was definitely a Smitty. There was a Smitty. Smitty. Yeah. Phipps. Don't forget about Phipps. Anyway, um, who was the guy who broached the conversation? Oh, I, I don't remember, to be honest. But you we don't? definitely, it was like we all talked about it, and I think we made it a group. A group effort. Intervention. Yeah. Is it an intervention? Sit down. Yeah. But sit down across the room. Yeah. Do you, you smell what the rock's cooking? <laughs> no, I don't smell what the rock's cooking. Well, that's we don't but either because we smell of, you. It was a part of the other conversation we had to have with him. He didn't understand the uh, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Yeah. And he would constantly, we'd be like, hey, let's go grab some food or go grocery shopping. And we'd arrive somewhere. And it was like, he just didn't have shoes on. And we're like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, they're not going to let you just walk in and get food right now. Like, you need to have shoes on. And he so always... he had B.O. with no shoes and no shirt and didn't understand why he couldn't get food. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been to New Zealand, so did, I don't did, know if did it's he a talk, hint. Did uh, New Zealand, did he talk like he was Australian? Uh, no, he talked like he was from New Zealand. What, so what's the, what's the... I don't know the difference. I just know that I wouldn't dare say that... All right, now you're getting, like, super sensitive. Is it basically... <laughs> If Ramos walked up on him, you would he would he say like sound like Australian to me? Probably. Okay. Um, speaking of New Zealand, the tallest Kiwi in the world is Stephen Adams, or at least so we think, right? You know Stephen Adams, eighteen brothers and sisters. You guys know that, and he's apparently not the biggest one. At Russell Westbrook and him got into had words before the game. That just in the things that will never happen, no one is ever going to truly step to. To 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 Stephen Adams, no one's gonna go like what? Do something, because he may he may hit you and your family may bleed. That's how strong Stephen Adams is. We got some breaking news to get you to Dan Byer, Dan. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Doug, breaking but not unexpected. The Philadelphia 76ers have fired head coach Brett Brown. ESPN the first with the news. The Athletic also with the news as well that the Sixers could be making more changes within the organization. GM Elton Brand could be a part of those decision making that decision making process. But Brett Brown right now 
out of a job, done with the 76ers. Wait, help me out with the with the the uh, Elton Brand, Elton Brand stuff. But so so he's not going to get fired. Shams uh, reported that the Sixers. Uh, this was his tweet, along with the firing of Brett Brown, the Sixers and GM Elton Brand, Elton Brand uh, will evaluate entire front office and more management changes are likely. Okay. Okay. So that means he, Elton Brand is not in danger. Yes, correct. Got it. Got it. I mean, that's the least surprising firing of all time. And by the way, like, I, I no one I know thinks Brett Brown's not a good dude. He just, you know, he was hired for one job and it became a different job. So uh, I got a, a tweet here. This is good. Is there a worse national sports radio host than Doug Gottlieb? Not only is he annoying as hell, but he's a moron who never says anything interesting, insightful, or, or coherently. Brutal listening. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's awesome. That is, uh, that's amazing. Um, okay. L- let me say this about, uh, about Luca. First, like, like a lot, right? I like it. I-, I mean, from the, how you handle the trash talk of Montrez Harrell to the, how he plays where he kind of plays at his own pace. And look, I, the criticism of him coming out of the draft was reasonable. Like, he is not a blur. And you do think on some level you have to have the speed to get by guys. Now, the difference is he's big. But he's kind of got a little bit of weird body. And that can go either way on you once you get to the NBA and all that good food. Right? But we have this thing we do. And we constantly do it when we see something and we want to call it. It's called FTCIS. First to call it syndrome. Oh, man. I was first to tell you, he's like Larry Bird, only a guard. I was first to tell you, he's the Latvian Jesus. That's what he is. You know, it's Kobe day, and the guy who's most like Kobe, that's, that's what you want. Instead of just enjoying the sport or enjoying the player or enjoying the game. I, I feel like those big statements are usually reserved for regular season to make something more enjoyable or more of a conversation than it needs to be. Whereas in the postseason, let's just enjoy the game. See who competes. See who wins. Isn't it interesting that, you know, Doc Rivers is saying his team emotionally, intellectually wasn't there yesterday. Well, where the hell were they? Now, could some of this be from the bubble? You know, where it's like a bubble syndrome where you really don't, um, you know, you you don't actually feel the same as you'd normally feel at home because you've been going to a hotel for two months. Yeah, that that's that's reasonable. Could it be that they don't have Patrick Beverly? And while Patrick Beverly is not a better basketball player, maybe at his peak than like a Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson, for whatever reason, just does not, the team doesn't rally around him doesn't love him doesn't he just doesn't have whatever that thing is reasonable but the clippers have looked off have looked disconnected have looked like the couple who sits down to the couple's dinner you know and you're like wow they haven't actually had a conversation with each other in like a week where were you yesterday like i was i had a meeting in la what do you mean you had a meeting in la like we hadn't even talked That's what the Clippers kind of feel like. 
Meanwhile, the Mavericks, I mean, they're playing without Kristaps Przingis, and they're down 20 in the first half, and they come back and should have won in regulation, do win it in overtime. And we're left sitting here making comments about Luka. Oh, he's going to win two MVPs. And how many, if he wins a title, is he better than Dirk? Like, can we just take a breath here and let's see what happens? Let's see if he improves. You know, if he continues to figure it out. If, if people figure him out, people figure out how to guard him, how to shut him down, how to go at him defensively and use that lack of quickness against him. I mean, we've been saying all these things about guys like Giannis. I mean, if we're being fair, we make we make criticisms of guys like Giannis because they're fair criticism. He hasn't been able to win a title yet. Not a perfect player. Doesn't mean that his career's over. He's been doing it for, you know, several years now. And, and uh, it's been a steady climb for him. So, yeah, he's the youngest to do a lot of things. He appears to be a special talent and appears to be a special kind of guy. But there's a funny thing that happens when you get a little famous in the States. Some guys don't react to it all that well. They just don't. Some guys don't understand all of the trappings of fame. It appears, it appears like Luca's got it all under control, but we don't know. You know, we don't know. You know, the best sign was that he adjusted to, or didn't he actually adjust? He just kept coming. When they, when Montrez tried to call him a, a B, A, white boy. Right? Some guys get scared. Some guys like, you know, laugh it off and kind of get passive. He didn't. He decided to take over a game and he has that ability against really good defenders to do so. He's kind of got a little bit of that Manu Euro awkwardness where the steps are longer and a different pace and you don't know how to guard him, And it's just awkward. And he has it all under control and has great balance when he shoots all those things. But dudes will adjust. I'm not saying that Luca's is not going to be a great player or that he's not already a great player or that he doesn't have a chance to be an all-time great. He, all of these things are possible. But instead of being the first to call it FTCIS, first to call it syndrome, just enjoy it. It was a spectacular game, one in which the Clippers had a one-point lead with 3.7 seconds to go. Ball in the air. It goes in. We go to 2-2 all. It does not. Season's essentially over for the Mavs. Once the team gets three games, kind of done. That's sports. I loved it. I loved the game. I loved how Luka played. Heck, I loved how Kawhi played down the stretch. Coming up next, the Portland Trailblazers series is playing out exactly how someone told you it would. Who is that person? Find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Saw this story. Did you see this one? Buyer, buyer uh, NCAA is looking at these four dates as potential 2020-2021 college basketball start dates. All right. Um, 
This is from Matt Norlander, CBS Sports. I'm, I'm bringing this up because Byron and I both love college basketball, right? We love college football and college basketball. Option one, um, start on time. That's November 10th. Option two, start a little bit later, November 20th. Um, option three, you start practicing in October. Keep working backwards. Basically, it feels like they're trying to decide... Do you want to get some of these non-conference things in? I actually think college basketball is really well suited for a lot of this stuff. Those preseason tournaments, many of them don't have many fans in attendance. If you simply say, hey, you can't have any fans in attendance, it'll work. The problem becomes once you get to conference basketball, but that's we're not talking until January, right? Potentially, you can push and arrange the schedule so that the conference stuff doesn't start till January. And one, you can start while students are still away. And two, by then you would think our testing is better, potential for a vaccine. We'll have a continued better grip on exactly what we're doing here. I'm curious about budget as well, Doug. And I know like, what, basketball, would you fly in the night before and leave right after the game if you had? We used to fly in day of. And that's what I think you'd see a lot more of. Yes. One of the issues, the big issues that is, it's kind of an I told you so issue that I, I knew was coming is when these conferences expanded, you know, a lot of them, they're not near each other, right? Like the, yeah. the, the schools aren't near, West Virginia is not near anybody in their league. And so if you're like, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to bust to every game and we're going to like, yeah, that doesn't work anymore. These conferences are too big. I do wonder if maybe there's some good that comes out of it where eventually you go like, you know, these gigantic leagues don't make sense. Don't make sense. I don't think that happens. I was reading in the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune, this was after Iowa cut their four sports that they had, that one of the things, and this isn't has nothing to do with college basketball, but to even try to save money just on the travel, as I mentioned, is that gymnastics meets may be held virtually, where you would have the schools just staying on campus, performing their own competitions, and being judged, uh, you know, by video and, and watching those meets. And that's one of the reasons is to try to limit travel as much as you can and obvious exposure. But I think that you could see that in, in college hoops as well. Mm-hmm. Not virtually, but the travel portion of it. Yes, the travel portion. We could virtually travel there. <laughs> Look, we made a basket. That counts. Now your turn. You made a basket. That counts. That would be so weird. Would be so, so, so weird. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Okay, listen, I, this, I want to make sure this is very, very clear, okay? Um, what, what happens, we, we, we make this jump, and they say, well, like, hey, because Montrez Harrell said, be ass white boy, would, would you be Gottlieb? What if you called somebody a B-A- N-word, like, hey, listen, let's just be honest here. There isn't a word to describe a white person that compares to the N-word. It just doesn't. The rest of us are all very well aware that there isn't a comparison of the two. Now, I can only tell you I haven't played basketball that my, my dad was, his nickname at Rucker Park was the white boy from Long Island. <laughs> That's it. And yeah, dudes are going to call you a B. And they're going to try and challenge your manhood. That's the sport. And what we're doing is sometimes we're taking the core of what the sport is about because it feels weird socially in a time in which 
we're starting to understand some of the other flaws in our society. I had no problem on Trez Harrell, what he said to uh, Luca, and I definitely had no problem with Luca saying, ha no problem. Let me stick 43 in your eye, including the game-winning three. That's the way the sport works. Let's get to Rick Buecher, who's covered it for years. Uh, there was a lot of, when he played soccer in the Ivy League, you would not believe the trash talk and the racial epithets that were, that were hurled his way. Uh, no, you know what? Um, actually, I've, I've heard my fair, my fair share of that from uh, actually playing in San Francisco, playing in the men's league, um, and being uh, a white boy among uh, a lot of Latinos. Um, you had to know Spanish, but you knew what you were being called. Totally. I, hey, um, listen, I know all the Spanish curse words from growing up in the city of Orange and the Barrio El Medina. I know, look, I know what I was called. <laughs> like, I, I just maybe, it, maybe I, I don't do the victim thing or whatever. Like, all right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Look, I, but see, well, look, here's my take, and I think everybody has has a different one, um, or you know, they see it through their lens, and and I think our great problem is is that we don't spend enough time trying to see the world through other people's lenses and understand why they see it the way that they the way that they do. I I certainly had my time on 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 pickup courts, uh, you know, playing hoops, and I, I just there's one one you know situation that that stands out distinctly to me where I went and I played. And there was a brother there who was just angry that there was a white dude on the court. Um, yep. And and I was and I was fascinated by how he was he was so angry at me. And I think it was the first time I'd ever seen him there when I was you know I played there a lot. It was the first time I can remember seeing him. And I realized, dude, I, like I, I get where your anger might be coming from. But I, that's, you know, I'm not, that's not me. Like I, I am, you're, you're objectifying me here. And so I, I didn't take it personally. Now, is there a double standard? Yeah, for sure. There's a double standard. Yeah. Um, and, and it wouldn't even have to be the N word for Luca. If Luca said, I mean, any, any white dude in a sport dominated by black athletes, if you start whatever you say with a color, Black, brown, yellow, whatever it might be, you're on slippery, you're on slippery turf. Uh, and then <coughs> using the word boy to, uh, uh, to a brother. It, again, not something that would be advisable unless you want to start malice to Palestine. So, um, but I, this is where I look at the things that are said in competition, however they're said, whatever they're said, and wh- whatever is said. And it is, it's the fabric, particularly of professional sports, but it's, it's, it's part of the fabric <clears throat> of competition. Yeah. We want to apply social mores it's not. to competitive situations, it's a different and I world. don't think you can. Totally. Exactly. Totally. It's, a, it's, a different, it's a different world. Like, look, um, I, I, have, like, we, I had guys that I played with at Oklahoma State that one was Super, like, super, like, obviously, black guys make fun of their own different complexions, right? Light-skinned dudes, yeah, yellow sure. dudes. And then, of course, there's purple, right? Where you're so black, you're purple, right? There's, like, there's, and, right. and, and that be, like, it's, it's roundly discussed, regardless of if you're, if you're, you know, if you're so pale that you're translucent, right? Or if you're, you know, you're trying to pretend to be a brother and come back all tan from the summer. Like, all these things are discussed, which you would never talk about in public, 
But in yeah. the confines of a locker room and a basketball court, yeah. you 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 would. Rick Bucher joining us. Today is 824. It's Kobe Day. Um, I think I thanked you, but I don't remember if I ever thanked you on radio. Some people may remember I had a tweet. Um, I don't know. It was like, I'm trying to think, seven years ago maybe? And mm. it was... It was it was kind of poking fun at the irony of Kobe Bryant taking a harsh anti-police stance when, by my estimation, the police had kind of protected him in Newport Beach where he lived, and it did mm-hmm. not go over well. I reached out to you. You sent me his number. I texted Kobe. We were all good. Kobe and I became friends. Uh, today's Kobe Bryant Day. Yeah. Um, uh, so how did it how did it work? Right? Did he text you with stories? Did you call him? Was there a go between? Tell us how it really worked. Because you were the one that had all the good Kobe stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I just got to know him very early on. And, um, and we got to, I got to talk to him with the notebook closed or, and, and I don't know, we just, we connected. Um, and I, and I felt like, especially early on, like, he was I, he was getting beat up a lot by uh like by, by Shaq and by a veteran team and i saw a kid who just wanted to be great right. and at the same time was a teenager and wasn't necess- like he he wasn't polished enough to i'm just going to take it i'm not you know i look i i i'm i'm working hard screw you i'm going to compete against you every day and you had vets who were like, hey, kid, know your place. Kobe, my, Kobe's like, my place is where I decide my place is. And guys didn't, didn't appreciate that. And there might have been smoother ways for him to do it. But I loved, I, w- I would never knock somebody who went after it the way that he did. And I expressed that to him a couple times, like after the, after the air balls. Um, against Utah, everybody was just crushing him. And I looked at it and said, man, you got to have some guts to shoot an air ball and then shoot another one and then say, F I'm going to shoot another one. And, and I mentioned that I just, it was kind of a simple thing. We were in the hallway and I said, look, I know everybody's killing you. I go, man, I thought that took guts. And I know that, you know, there's going to come a time where you're going to knock those down. He goes, I kind of looked at me and he kind of smirked. He goes, I take every one of those again. And, but I think moments like that, uh, as a result, he allowed me to tell his story. Uh, and so he gave me access to him, uh, that he didn't give anybody else. And the hardest part for me was because I just, I appreciated that. And, uh, and I, you know, I, 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 uh, I admired just his drive and his zeal and his everything was that there were still, look, he was still young. He still made mistakes and I had to acknowledge those mistakes when he made them. And what I really appreciate about him is that he allowed me, I didn't have to, and I, and yeah. I, I did it thinking that if he cut me off, he cut me off, but look, this is my job. I got to call it the way I see it, but he, he accepted that. Like if, if the criticism was legit, I never heard once from him 
that wasn't fair yeah. uh, or that wasn't it. You, you know, I, I think the other part that's interesting to me is how he how he kind of found himself, right? Like when he when he first got to the league, he wanted he talked like Jordan. He clearly wanted yep. to be Jordan. Right. Mm-hmm. Then he went through the when Jordan retired, he was kind of did a rap album. He's trying to be hood. Right. And there was like a mm-hmm. like a different persona. Um, and then later in his career, he, he did have the kind of confident, almost to the point of being arrogant kind of businessman. And then by the end, he was just so comfortable. He he finally got comfortable in his own skin. Like, look, here's a dude who grew up in Italy. He's multilingual. He's a, a, you know, a, you know, worth, I'm sure over a hundred million dollars. And, and he, he, he frankly, linguistically was so far advanced from anybody he was talking to. You were like, wow, he, he suddenly has become the smartest guy in the room, but like watching him become comfortable with, with with himself and understanding that his intelligence was actually a good thing. It wasn't something to be hidden was really interesting to me. Yeah. And look, and I, and I'm a few years older. Um, I was a few years older than him, and and so I was given a chance to grow up, and I was able, I was, I was allowed to go through my transformation, and that's what I saw him going through. I saw him trying to figure out who he was and doing it in a in a very assertive way. I also, I grew up with German as my first language. I grew up in a in a family that um, where uh, I, I was I'm a first generation American, and so. There were certain th- life experiences that I had had that we we could connect with as well that were very unique. And he was always fascinated by those things. I will also say, like, uh, you know, in my own way, uh, as, 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 I don't know, as arrogant or egotistic as, as Kobe can come off, I'm, I, I can be that, <laughs> I can be that too. And I remember saying to him one time, because I, 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 I said to him, I said, I'd like to do a book with you and, and, and do it about your, your process and, um, and how it is you go about continuing to build your game and move forward. And he was like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to give away any of my secrets. Yeah. And, I, and I said, I said, wow, I can't believe it, but I am more confident than Kobe Bryant because if anybody coming up behind me said, so how is it that you do what you do? I'd happily tell them because while they're working on trying to get where I am, I'm going to the next level. I'm, do, I'm working on the next thing. So they're not going to catch me. And I've left something behind that someone gave to me. And so we had that conversation and he kind of laughed and it was like two years later. He's coming out with his book. He's he's yeah. doing a he's doing a book with um, uh, about that very thing. And and so I, it just look. I I tweeted it today. Um, it is so hard for me to imagine that he's not here. It, it was he was such a presence, and it was such a joy just to check in with him. And in the later years, like I, I really, I, I wasn't doing stories as much as we talked more about family than we did anything else. And he would always, whatever kind of mood he was in, if you started talking family, he would light up. And I saw that from the very beginning with him. I knew that there was this complete other side to the great white shark that was on the court. Well, that's the voice of Rick Buecher joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. Give me some context on Luka Doncic. 
Uh, he is uh, taking advantage of uh, the Clippers not paying attention to detail and uh, and certainly not trying to give him any undue attention, uh, thinking that we can we can we can we can win this series without having to stop Luca. Um, I I think he's I, it's been amazing to watch. It's been fun to watch. Uh, this he's the best player in the game. Can we slow down? You have to be able to play at both ends to be that kind of a player. And is he making an effort defensively? Yes. But is can he be exploited? Yes. And when he's matched up against Kawhi one-on-one, the game suddenly gets really hard for him. The Clippers just have, have not I – mean, I, you tell me, I have not seen a whole lot of like – hard doubling or trapping to get the ball out of his hands. I've seen a little bit of it, but it's, look, I don't want to take anything away from he's done. It's it's exciting. It's entertaining, but we are, what, we're four games into his postseason career and the Clippers aren't really playing anywhere close to their potential and he's exploiting it, and now he's the best player in the game. I, it, it, I hate when we do this because what's going to happen is it's going to get he's going to get yanked back. There's, he's people are going to pay more attention to him. They're going to take some things away, and then suddenly it's going to be what what happened to, to Luca? Nothing, nothing. We just we jumped we jumped too far too fast. I, I agree with you. I mean, that, that's actually what we started the show with. We call it FTCIS, first to call it syndrome. Oh, he's the next Larry Bird. Oh, he's the he's the top five player in the game. He could be an MVP. All the all the draft guys had it wrong. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, but like, we just did it with Damian Lillard. You know, Damian Lillard was you know yeah. suddenly surpassed Steph Curry, even though Steph yeah. Curry's outplayed him every time they played against each other in the playoffs, right? Just because Steph's yeah. not playing, like we we just do this. And it, to me, it well, takes away did, I, a, a little bit from our enjoyment. We did it with Steph, too. Yeah. I mean, we do it with everybody. We jump too far ahead or we give them too much. We've, we did, we've done it with Anthony Davis. We've done it with LeBron James. We, th- th- this, this desire to suddenly peg, I, I love the, 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 the title that you gave it, but this, this idea, like, um, what did I see? Oh, I think it was Hoops Hype put out, Luka Doncic's stats versus Michael Jordan's playoffs. I'm like, don't even do that. Why like, why, that? Do, why are you, do, why do that? Because now you put me in a position of saying that's, that, that's uncalled for and it's ridiculous. And now, like, I have to be negative about Luka Doncic. I don't want to be negative about Luka Doncic. I love watching him play. I love the game he has. I love it. There's so much that I love about him, but the second you start making preposterous statements about him, I got to pull up and say, nah, that's not, that's not accurate. And now I'm having to be critical about a guy that does not deserve that. Is there a coach that can fix the Sixers? Uh, no, uh, not if you're thinking that they're supposed to be championship caliber because, um, because they're not, and they don't have, they don't have a player that the process did not deliver a player that you can build around. Can't build around Joel Embiid. You can't build around uh, Ben Simmons, not as your best player. And the difficulty is both of them are just talented enough that it's going to be really hard to find a player better than them who 
also has leadership skills. But that's the only way that it's going to work, is if you find a player that's better than either one of those guys and they're guys that actually hold themselves accountable and can be the hardest worker on your team because neither one of those guys fits that description. Awesome stuff. Rick Buecher, Bleacher Report. See him on Fox Sports 1 as well. Buke, hope you're well. Thanks for joining us. You got it, Doug. Uh, that's the one and only Rick Buecher. Coming up next, what is next for Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons? I'll tell you on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The press. Present, present. present. Uh, Brett Brown's presence won't be felt in Philadelphia anymore. Fired today after seven seasons with the team. You're fired. It should be noted. You're fired. Brown released a statement saying uh, a few things, thanking the ownership group, thanking some of the people who were general managers during that time, <laughs> Brian Colangelo not included, and also with this quote. He did not include Colangelo, huh? No, he did not. Wow. Thank the organization and also said he has a, quote, deep appreciation for the 102 players, end quote, nice. that he coached during his time in Philadelphia. Like, here's the thing, okay? So obviously this year they're only 43 and 30, but. They were so bad those first three years that despite winning over 60% of his games the last three years, he's still at 391, a 391 clip, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, look, mm. I, I, I get, I understand, when you get fired, and I haven't been fired, but I've lost, I would say I've lost opportunities within jobs. Uh, you you want to lash out. You, you, wanna, you want the world to know whose fault it really was or whatever, what, what really went on. I do think if you have the perspective and you're Brett Brown, you're like, you know, look, I got to coach seven years in the NBA as a head coach. I'm guessing he made in the neighborhood of what, 15 to $20 million over that time. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And now you have head coaching experience to where you could get another job again. If you so desired, he's 59 years old. If he doesn't, he just wants to go chill. Go chill. Yeah. Third prize is your fire. Yeah, fired. If the Sixers actually wanted to compete in those early years, I mean, there are coaches who don't even get two years or three years, right. and he was at least afforded that, uh, right. a, you know, ability. Even though they weren't winning, yes. they still stuck. That's with it, it, man. Game uh, over, man. Uh, game over between the Bucks and Magic. It's been over for a little while. Bucks topped uh, Orlando today, one twenty-one, one hundred six. Giannis thirty-one, fifteen, and eight. They're up three-one in that series. Rockets up 90 to 77 in game 4 against the Thunder right now. Houston is 18 of 35 from three-point range. They're doing something really cool where they're, you know, they they've done this the entire series and even in the playoffs where you have in the in the bubble where you have James Harden setting a screen and being the roller. It's kind of interesting. Other notes, Michigan men's basketball coach Juwan Howard released a statement that he won't listen to NBA offers and is staying in Ann Arbor. He wants That's co- pretty cool. I think he wants to coach his son. Um, that, that's a big thing. Juwan Howard's son is a talented kid, and I believe he's committed to uh, his name's his name's Jace Howard, and I believe he's yeah. he's uh, he 
graduated last year, so he's going to play at Michigan, and I'm sure he wants to coach him. So, yep. you know, the rest, he'll be able, Juwan will be able to go coach the NBA when he wants. Moving to the NFL, the Ravens changed course. They will now not allow fans at home games for the start of the season. Remember, first it was about 15,000, then about 7,500. Now they won't be allowing fans at all for the start of the year. Do you imagine if you, like, you had tickets like, ooh, I want a 1,500? No, no, that's not going to work either. Well, the, the Dolphins are going to allow 13,000, and Bills head coach Sean McDermott, who will face Miami in Week 2 in that home opener, said it's ridiculous that some NFL teams will be allowing fans at home games to start the year, and some will not allow fans. He believes the inconsistencies are not fair for every road team. Baltimore! That would have been good 30 seconds ago, but... <laughs> I was looking for it. John was looking for it. <laughs> I was searching it. <laughs> looking for it. Hey, hey, listen. I look clean today. <laughs> I look clean true. today. That's what he said. I look clean today. Uh, <laughs> Brown safety. You look very clean. Grant Delpit suffered an Achilles injury and uh, doesn't look good for the uh, LSU product. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Dan, you happy with how your bucks seem to have uh, emerged a little bit from the fog? It was nice that Chris Middleton came out of that fog late in this game today, but uh, they didn't make it. They, they didn't make it easy. They did not make it no. easy. It's weird, right? Like you would expect at some point just a thumping that hasn't occurred. All right, uh, uh, let me let me ask you, music. You've been gone, uh, Lakers. The number today is uh, what is it? Seven points. You like Lakers? Lakers. Bigly. Bigly. Buyer? I'll go with music. I'm going to go with Trailblazers. Close game. Lakers win. Lakers win. It's Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.